Did you need to bring all these bloody cases? The speaker was a broad individual, with an exceptionally thick neck, fleshy nose and small darting eyes. A bald patch showed through the stringy, colourless hair. With a sallow, sweating face, he pushed a metal trolley laden down with luggage. His companion, a small woman with severely bleached hair, with signs of black at the roots, and a nose as sharp as a pen nib, walked ahead at a brisk pace. Her face seemed set in a permanent frown. Oh, Albert, do stop complaining for goodness sake, she snapped without turning around. We're going away for two weeks, not on a bloody world cruise, he shouted after her. And slow down, I can't keep up with you. The woman stopped, turned and looked daggers. Albert, will you stop swearing? She hissed in that censorious way to which he had become accustomed. I don't know what the other passengers on the ship will make of you using such language. I couldn't give a monkey's what other passengers on the ship make of me, Maureen, he answered. She gave an extravagant sigh and walked on, this time at a slower pace. I mean, what have you brought with you, the bloody kitchen sink? She turned to face him again and stopped. The trolley came to an abrupt halt. I can't wear the same outfit every day, she informed him. Mrs. Smickleby, who came on this cruise last year, said there are three formal evenings and a theme night when the ladies have to wear evening dresses. Ah, and I have to put on that monkey suit, Albert grumbled. He waited for her to respond, as was her wont. She didn't. Then there's the captain's reception, Maureen carried on, and Mrs. Smickleby said we will probably want to eat out on some occasions and visit some exclusive places. I can't very well sit in a restaurant in Seville or Mallorca, wearing old clothes and walking around the Vatican in jeans. Sitting in a restaurant in Seville or Mallorca, scoffed Albert. You can forget about that. This cruise has cost me an arm and a leg as it is. I'm not shelling out any more money. All the food is included anyway. And it's not just dresses, the woman continued ignoring the comment. There's my shoes and accessories, she walked on. It's different for men. They can wear the same suit and they don't need the same amount of clothes. I told you all this back home. I think your memory must be going. It's either that or you just don't listen. Now do stop going on about the cases. It's not as if you're carrying them. Mrs. Mickleby said they will be taken up to the cabin. It's all done for us. All you have to do is push the trolley. And you were making such a song and dance about it. I hope I'm not going to have to put up with your complaining for the next fortnight. I get enough of that at home. Albert sneered. <laughs> well, that's the pot calling the kettle black, if ever I heard it. You've done nothing but complain since we set off. Just be careful with that trolley, directed his wife, not minded to respond. I don't want my cases falling off. And what's with this big bloody umbrella? I can't see anybody else taking one of these. It's a parasol, not an umbrella, she told him. Mrs. Mickleby has lent it to me. She said it gets extremely hot where we are going. I don't want to get sunburn. And while we are on about it, you'll need to make sure you put some cream on your ball patch before you go out. 
You might remember the year before last when you, we were in Mablethorpe and you stayed too long in the sun and your head came out in those unsightly blisters and you spent most of the holiday scratching your scalp. I'd never heard the last of it. It was an embarrassment going out in public with you. Give me strength, he muttered. There had existed between the couple a mutual hostility for as long as either of them could remember. Trivial slights and differences of opinion soon escalated into major grievances. Surprisingly, despite this antagonism and constant bickering, the marriage possessed staying power, and they had been together for twenty-five argumentative years. Albert had taken some persuading to come on the cruise. His idea of a restful holiday was not being confined on a ship, with hundreds of strangers, braving rough seas, stuck in his cabin with seasickness, and no Yorkshire bitter. However, his wife's unremitting nagging had finally worn him down. For ten years the couple had spent a fortnight in a caravan on a campsite in Mablethorpe, but last year when it rained incessantly, Maureen vowed this was the very last time. Her neighbour, Mrs Mickleby, had waxed lyrical about the holiday she had spent on a luxury liner. Since coming back from the cruise on the Empress of the Ocean, she had not stopped for breath, telling Maureen about the wonderful two weeks at sea, the comfortable cabin, excellent service, fantastic food, first-class entertainment, nice people and interesting places to visit. All right, all right, Albert had finally surrendered. Anything for a quiet life. As he had said it, he doubted that there would be any peace and quiet for the next fortnight. At least in the caravan in Mablethorpe, it could disappear most nights to the social club, while Maureen played bingo. On the ship, there would be little chance of eluding his wife's incessant badgering. At the cruise terminal, as he parked the trolley, Maureen asked, Did you check the labels on the luggage? Yes. I don't want them delivered to the wrong cabin. They won't be. Have you got the passports? Yes. The boarding passes? He sighed theatrically. Yes. The itinerary? Yes, he muttered. The joining instructions? Look, Maureen, I'm not a complete idiot. Of course I got all the bloody bumph. Well, you had better check. You have the mandy to make sure. I know how forgetful you can be. Mrs Mickleby told me, when she came on this cruise last year, there was a couple at the check-in holding all the queue up, looking for the travel documents. People got very impatient and bad-tempered. I'm getting impatient and bad-tempered, muttered her husband. Before his wife could respond, a porter arrived, smiling widely. Uh, is this your luggage, sir? he asked cheerfully. Yes, replied Albert, all four suitcases and the hold-all and the travel bag and the large multicoloured umbrella. Then he added sarcastically, my wife prides herself on travelling light. <laughs>